John Levine's in for Ryan Horvath, Nick Ashew. Uh, the NFL is a year-round thing. The NBA's done a good job, Sean, of, of getting to the point where they can make themselves relevant at a, a pretty consistent basis through a majority. Like, you start hitting July before Summer League or even after Summer League, really. There's, there's some lulls. But the NFL is every month, and they've specifically set it up so their calendar has something very specific every month where, hey, you want to watch fat guys running tights? We got that for you. You want to hear about franchise tags? Oh, we got that for you, in fact, right now. Now, it may be lying season, but at the same time, with the NFL draft still a little bit of time away, it's franchise tag season, which matters. In a league where everybody hates the franchise tag if you're a player, there are a lot of teams out there that have to make very drastic decisions coming up. And it's, you know, it's interesting because one of the big ones, like you hear the franchise tag, for the most, it's always about the quarterback, rightfully so. That's like quarterbacks in the NFL have become the NBA star player, where they are, they are the story. They've elevated themselves above the league in their own stardom. The franchise tag number for a quarterback this year is $32.4 million, which Ooh. could be a steal for somebody like Lamar Jackson, but for somebody like Daniel Jones, that's a very different story. So these are the types of decisions that teams have to make where you're looking around going, are they worth this type of money? Is that player going to sign it? Like there's a whole lot that has to get worked into this right now. But it's one thing that as long as the NFL has this tool, man, teams are going to use this just to make sure they don't lose guys they don't want to overpay and just keep them around at least short term. Well, to your point about the value of quarterbacks these days, if you have one of the best, if you have a Patrick Mahomes, if you have a Jalen Hurts, if you have a Joe Burrow, then you have a chance to win the Super Bowl. So it's worth paying those guys the long-term money. And should you run into this type of situation, you just slap the franchise tag on them. That being said, the guys who are actually out there, Nick, that you're talking about, Daniel Jones, you have to think long and hard about that. I mean, are yeah. you willing to give a guy that basically, I think his team won a lot of games in spite of him, not because of him. His stats don't blow you away. He's as good of a running quarterback, it looks like, as he is a throwing quarterback. And at this point, you could say the same thing about Lamar. So I think you have to look at each guy on an individual basis and not just say, all right, the quarterback position is so important that we have to pay our guy because we don't want to have to figure it out in the offseason. We don't want to become a team like the Colts where every year we're trying to find a veteran or figure it out. But yeah. then again, it's not like you just pay Daniel Jones and say, all right, this is our quarterback going forward. They definitely have options to, in New York and in Baltimore. I think they better think about it long and hard. Baltimore, much easier decision than New York for sure. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because, I mean, really, Lamar Jackson, if we were to talk about guys being available, he would be the number one player that you look at as a game changer that could be available. Absolutely. The big holdup with them has been something that's been dragged on for years, right? It's guaranteed money, and it's the team you know, from people that I've certainly talked to about it too that have, have heard from others within the organization. As you know, the stuff gets kind of pushed down and conversations get leaked to make sure that certain narratives get out. I get it. They're concerned about his health too, right? You're concerned about a guy that's missed four games at the end of the season. The last two years, he hasn't been able to finish a season. And that's, that's a problem. And that's something that really worries any team that has to invest all of this money in a quarterback. The Ravens right now are 18-1 to win the Super Bowl next year, 10-1 to win the AFC. They got almost $27 million in cap space. So they can build around Lamar Jackson. Problem is you've got to pay Lamar Jackson. So I'm never the guy, all right, that says take less money, just go out there and make sure the team can build around you. But what I will say is that if you decide to get the most money possible, if Lamar Jackson wants over $50 million a year, $230 million guaranteed, understand that this is a salary cap league. And I don't want to hear any complaints 
when you don't have enough receivers to throw the ball to because the team can't fit that into the salary cap. It's the same thing like for years in the NBA. Carmelo Anthony always did this with the Knicks. Carmelo Anthony would go and get as much money as he possibly could, multiple max contracts from the Knicks. In fact, I think the second one that he signed when Phil Jackson was there, which they should have never let happen because the Bulls wanted him, uh, he took like $3 million less, and it was supposed to be a sacrifice for the team. But when you're not winning and all the money's going to one specific player, in a team sport, man, it's a lot harder to win. But you can't win without a quarterback in this league. See, you've got a great in Kansas City because you know what it's like to have quarterback locked up and a lot of young talent that you could fit in there. And really a deal now for Patrick Mahomes that looks like a steal compared with the way the money is actually spread out compared to what we're seeing now go to Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers making over $50 million a year. But like you said, if you don't want to be the Colts where every year you're looking for another veteran quarterback because those are the teams in the NFL that always have a lower ceiling. I don't care what your defensive line looks like. I don't care what your wide receiver room looks like. If you don't have a quarterback, you're not winning like you should be able to. Ask the Jets, another team. But you have to have one of the quarterbacks. You can't just try to put the square yeah. peg in the round hole like you're talking about with a um, – like let's say a guy like a Kyler Murray, for example. Look at the odds. The odds tell you heading into next year that every team except for three have a better chance to win the Super Bowl than the team that Kyler Murray is the quarterback of. Yep. Now, I get it. He's coming off of an injury, and you got all these different things to deal with. But to your point, sometimes when you pay the quarterback, you can't pay other guys. So the offensive line's not going to be as good. Maybe the running game, the weapons to throw to on the defensive side of the ball. If you've got a guy like Patrick Mahomes, right, then you're able to let Tyree Kill walk. Then you're able to build through the draft and other places because he's that good. But honestly, if you've got a guy like a Deshaun Watson, for example, out there in Cleveland, Deshaun Watson's making more money than Patrick Mahomes, right? Kyler Murray's making more money than Patrick Mahomes. If you're going to pay a guy that type of money, you better pay him knowing, Nick, that whatever the parts are around him, if you're the tight end, if I'm the wide receiver, that they're still going to be good enough. And that's kind of what the Chiefs have figured out, where they've got Patrick Mahomes, they've got yep. Travis Kelsey. We'll figure the rest out. And luckily, they've been really good with a lot of the moves that they've made in the offseason, the trades, through the draft and all that. Because as we were talking about earlier, if you gave me every other team in the NFL, heading into next year, or I could bet on the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl at 6-1, to one. why would I not take the Chiefs, knowing that they're probably just going to have to win three games in the playoffs to do it again? It's, it's a testament to, like, when you look at how the Chiefs are built, right? We know how much they're, they're still paying Patrick Mahomes a lot of money. I think we, we understand that. But if you've got a front yeah. office and you can identify talent, you can identify young talent, well, that makes it a whole lot easier because – the way the formula to win in the NFL, right? One of the things that t you see teams wanting to be able to do and trying to uh, really, I guess it's match what one the Chiefs did and then the, the Seahawks did years ago with Russell Wilson is have a ton of talent around a rookie quarterback or a quarterback on a rookie deal. And then you're like, well, okay, we're paying him almost nothing. And then you've got all these other great players on defense and on offense that can round that whole thing out. Well, eventually you have to pay the quarterback. So what happens when you start getting up against the salary cap? Well, you've got to be able to identify talent in the draft or cheaply in free agency, guys that are going to come in on a discount that maybe have something to prove on a prove-it deal, a one-year, two-year deal. And those are the types of pieces that you're able to fit in. So you're not in a situation where if you look like the Bills right now, I mean – they're about $17 million over the salary cap. And they got somebody like Tremaine Edmonds they have to think about. You know, if they're going to be able to get him, uh, you know, back in the mix. I mean, he's a two-time Pro Bowler right now. That's not going to turn 25 until May. 
you got to pay him. Are you going to franchise him? Like, these are the types of situations that some teams go through where they can sit there and say, we got all the talent in the world, but at some point, you're just forced to have to make tough decisions because you can't afford everybody on that roster. It's why the Chiefs are in a great spot, and it's why you could argue the Bills' window, it's not closed by any sense, but that window may be creeping shut just a little bit compared to where it was last year, given that now they're going to have to start to make some tougher decisions this offseason. And you better get it right with that money that you do have to spend. To me, that's what I've Mm -hmm. noticed, the biggest difference between when Mahomes is on his rookie contract and then when Mahomes got, at the time, the $500 million contract, the biggest at the time in the history of the NFL, then you just you can't, you can't make the type of moves. Like when the Chiefs went out and got Frank Clark, for example, they needed a pass rush, and the best pass rusher available was Frank Clark, so they gave him a $100 million contract, knowing at the time that they were overpaying. But sometimes we do that, right? Like you really want a brand-new mm-hmm. car on the lot, so you overpay for it. You, you know you're doing it at the time. It feels like that's kind of what they were doing, and ultimately it led to a Super Bowl. But once you pay that quarterback, whoever it is, let's say it's Lamar Jackson going forward with Baltimore, Kyler Murray with the Cardinals, or Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs, Mm -hmm. once that guy is paid, you're going to realize pretty quick, you can't screw up anymore. All those moves that you make for those free agents, if you're to pull the trigger on a trade, if you're to trade up in the draft, damn it, you better get it right. So that's where the Chiefs have done themselves a lot of justice. You could let Tyreek Hill walk and you could bring in replacements, and somehow Patrick Mahomes has the best statistical career uh, season of his entire career. So some teams can make it work, and then it feels like some teams keep banging their head trying to. Yeah, I mean, you talk about the field right now. I mean, the Bills 9-1 to win the Super Bowl next year at BetMGM, 5-1 to one to win the AFC. I wouldn't take the Bills over the Chiefs. Like, there's just no, there's no way I'd do that. But the AFC is a lot more competitive. Like, if you're looking at the Cowboys right now, 16-1 to one to win the Super Bowl, plus 650 to win the NFC – I mean, their biggest decision is going to be Tony Pollard. And there's a very good chance that he gets franchised. He's only 25 years old. That's a pro bowler. I mean, I, I know Jarrah loves Zeke, and he wants to make sure that he's playing there forever as a Dallas Cowboy and has That's a star on his helmet. But, but at some point, at some point, Jarrah's got to let Zeke go. And this would be the offseason where you probably release Ezekiel Elliott and you make Tony Pollard your feature running back. Like, good organizations are also able to – Make those tough moves financially when you just have your back against the wall. You can't get too attached to a player as as hard as it is. Like, these guys are people with lives and families. I totally understand that. But it is still a business. And most players understand that this is still a business. And especially at running back, your time is going to come where you're going to probably get released before you finish up that contract. Tony Pollard is who Dallas right now has to focus on. I mean, there's talk they may even have to release Tyron Smith, their longtime left tackle. These are the types of things you're going to have to consider. But if you're the Cowboys sitting in the NFC right now versus a team like the Bills in the AFC, the NFC is still wide open. There are question marks just like heading into last year. As of right now, until we see more of the offseason unfold, (laughs) there's a ton of questions with just about every team in the NFC at this point. Even Philadelphia, my guy, and I don't want to disrespect the team mm-hmm. that is probably still licking their wounds from losing the Super Bowl up 10 points at halftime. But, man, even that team, if you think about it, not only with some of the free agents they might end up losing, but they've got some question marks, too, because you look at a team like Dallas that's in their rearview mirror. Because look at what happened the last time that the Eagles ended up winning the Super Bowl. It wasn't that long ago. The next couple of years, all of a sudden, they're an average team that's drafting again at the very top. So some teams are built for a year, like Philly, like maybe you could say the Rams were last year. Like you could argue 
maybe Philly the first time around when they won the Super Bowl a few years ago. The Chiefs have proven that they're a team that's built to be there for the long haul. So I agree with you. In the AFC, there's probably two or three teams to talk about. In the NFC, man, I have no idea who we should really be focusing on. Is it still Phillies to lose? Is Dallas for real? I mean, I, you could, you could. It's hard to even pick division winners. Could Detroit actually make some noise in the North this year? The NFC, man, just throw something against the wall and see what sticks. Well, first off, the Cowboys are never for real. You should know that by now because every time they get to the playoffs, they throw up all over themselves. So that's a guarantee that the Dallas Cowboys will do something wrong. Think about the last two years, the way the Cowboys have been eliminated from the playoffs. You've had Mike McCarthy not understanding how much time is left on the clock. And then this past year, let's line Zeke up as a center all by himself so we can run a final play. I mean, the way the Cowboys' last two seasons have come to an end as a complete flaming dumpster fire has been almost poetic. So it just leads you to the same thing every single year when we know how this is going to go for them. But the Eagles are interesting because if the Eagles don't make drastic moves this offseason, this past season was the best team that they will have with this current era, this current uh, you know, the coaching staff and the Jalen Hurts era because it's going to get that much more difficult for them to build a roster when they start to have to pay Jalen Hurts, which that bill is coming soon, whether it's this offseason or it's next offseason. You've got C.J. Gardner-Johnson, free agent, James Bradbury. Uh, you've got Fletcher Cox, T.J. Edwards, Brandon Graham. And these are guys that could also, like Jason Kelsey, could end up deciding to retire. I mean, the, the list is long. Miles Sanders is another name on that list, too. Yes, as a running back, but also had a really good year for them. So if you're Philadelphia, hey, man, it all came together. You were a couple plays away from winning the Super Bowl. But none of that matters anymore because look at the Rams. Look at a team that put all their chips to the center of the table and said, we're saying. going for a Super Bowl now. They won it, but then the very next year, what happened to the Rams? Injuries, they sacrificed depth, and they sacrificed assets, including a lot of draft picks, so they could win. But now they painted themselves into a corner with a lack of depth and a lack of avenues that they can take to help rebuild anytime soon. So Philadelphia's got to be really aggressive this offseason. It's tough to point to an NFC team and say they're built for the long haul or to say that team is the favorite. There's just a handful of teams that are about the same. In the AFC, it feels like there's a bunch of the opposite, right? The Chiefs are built for the long haul. And it looks like Cincinnati's going to stick around here for a few years. You're talking yeah. about Buffalo's windows still open. In the NFC, man, like a team like the Cowboys, who, by the way, I'm with you with Mike McCarthy, right? The guy stinks, although... We keep talking about my Kansas City Chiefs and how great they are in this beautiful women's championship shirt that I'm rocking right now. <laughs> All that being said, the Cowboys have won the second most games over the last five years of any team in the NFL except for the Kansas City Chiefs. And Mike McCarthy's been the coach for a bunch of those games. So say what you will about when the playoffs come around and he chokes when the going gets tough, but his teams win a lot of games. Who do you think is going to win that division next year? Three million dollar bet, Nick, right now. Dallas, Philly. Who you got? Oh, come on, man. It's my commanders. What are you, you're not even going to put oh, my commanders in the no, just you don't. You know you don't uh, believe that, bro. I you know you don't believe that. I would still that. go Philly. Of course. Of course I don't. I'm so jaded. There's no way I would look at that. But what I will say is it's been a long, long time since 2004, the last time we had back-to-back -back NFC East champions. But if it's anybody, it could be Philadelphia, just given the fact that Jalen Hurts, he continues to improve. I mean, it's only going to make that team better. So 